Good evening. Hope you're all well. Today we're learning Masechah's Git and Daf Chav Beis. Um, and in fact, as you can see, Chav Beis and Beis is pretty short. We're actually going to be pushing to the Mishnah and Chav Gimel Amid Aleph today because the next couple of blot are just a drop longer. So it made more sense to push today than it does tomorrow. Um, and it's still going to be pretty rapid. The Gemara is going to move pretty quickly. Not terribly complicated Gemaras, but let's get started. Chav Beis and Aleph on the second line. We had just been discussing a case of uh, of an Otsitz Nakuv and uh, whether or not that was considered to be attached to the ground or not. We're going to dig into some of those sugyas today. Says the Gemara, Let's say that I own the flower pot that has a hole in it. And that which is planted inside the pot was owned by somebody else. And If I want to sell the pot, the actual container, to the guy who owns the actual flower pot, flowers inside, no problem. As long as you do a regular Kenyan, no problem, because... It's not the atzitz nakub itself that's connected to the ground, but rather it's the the contents of the atzitz nakub. So we bifurcate and we say that there's different owners. The person who owns the the pot, no problem. That's person number one. The person who owns his rhyme can be another person. And if I wanted to sell you who own the contents of the atzitz, no problem. That's regular metal to However, says the Gemara, let's say that you who own the flowers and the dirt on the inside, if you want to sell it to me who owns the actual flower pot, that you cannot do a regular Kenyan on. Why not? Because you can't make a Kenyan on Karka. There is no Meshicha. You can't do that. And even though it's currently detached in its form, because it's an Atzitz Naku, it's not attached to the ground directly, but it is nourished from the ground. So it says the Gemara, Afal P, that it looks like Metalatalan and functions like Metalatalan, but halachically it's still Karka, and you cannot do a regular Kenyan. It only works, says the Gemara, if you're Yachzik Bizraim, if you make a significant change to the Zraim, you pluck off a leaf, you replant something, then you can be Kona. But if the person who... Um, if the person who owns the Balzraim wants to sell, that's not such a simple task. Next, Atzitz Vizraim Shel Echad. Let's say that I own both the Atzitz, I own the flower pot that has a hole in it, and I own the vegetation growing inside of it. And I tried to sell it to somebody else. Now there's no bifurcation, it's the same owner. Under these circumstances, that if you make a change to that which is in the plant, you tear off a leaf, you, you plant a new plant, whatever the case may be, then then we look at them as one unit instead of separating. Why? Because says the Gemara, this is a principle that we learned. We didn't learn it. We will learn it in Kedushin in our next Masechta. Shali Chin uh, did something terribly rude and he told me, hey, when we finish Masechah's Gittin, it's going to be Elul already. It's going to be Elul's man. I'm sure you're excited to daven for Rosh Hashanah, aren't you? So we got into a little bit of a, of a scuffle. It was a little bit of a rude message that we're going to be finishing this in the month of Elul. The summer is already uh, getting closer to the end. So that was what he highlighted. When we get to Kedushim, we'll learn this line. If you have a combined item, part of which is considered karka, part of which is considered metaltalin. The halacha is that they can be sold together either bekesef and bishtar or bechazaka. And in this case, we're talking about a chazaka. The chazaka that's made over here is, again, a change to the contents of the atzitz naku. Let's say hechzik be'atzitz. Now, normally the atzitz is metaltalin, but let's say that you try to make a change to the atzitz itself. You chip it, 
you paint it, you do something to, to the atzitz itself. Well, that's not how you're kona on atzitz. The atzitz itself is metaltalin. So then the halacha is, if you do that, af atzitz lo kana If there's one owner of the of the flower pot and the contents of the flower pot, the halacha is you cannot make a kenyan by doing anything to the atzitz. You must make that chazaka only by the flowers itself. Nikvu ba'aretz. Let's say that the whole of the flower pot is pointing to Eretz Yisrael. And that which is growing out of the flower pot, we're literally standing at the border, is hanging over into Chutz Laaretz. This is a machlokas. Abaye Omar, we're a quarter of the way down on Chav Beis, Menaf Abaye says, Basar Nikavo Azlinan, we follow the whole of the pot, and the whole of the pot is in Eretz Yisrael. That means you'll be Chayv Meiser, whatever the halachos are for the for the vegetation that's growing inside the pot. Rava Amar no, Basar Nofo Azlinan, we follow the growth. So if the growth is on the Jordanian side, whatever, the, the Egyptian side, whatever, is not Eretz Yisrael, that's what we would follow. And then it would be Potter from Mice or whatever the case may be. And the Gemara qualifies, ashrush, if the flower pot actually um, has connected roots from the flower pot to the ground, ashrush, where there's shrashim, kule alma lo pligi. Nobody argues. Even Rava, who says that the vegetation, when it hangs over into, into chutz la'aretz, even there, he would only say that if the roots were not connected from the atzitz nakub to the ground. But if the roots were connected from the atzitz nakub to the ground, everyone agrees that that's Eretz Yisrael. Ki pligi, when is the machlokes, lo ashrush, only where the atzitz nakub is only nourishing through the air. But if it's not nourishing through the air and it's nourishing directly, there is no machlokas. Even Rava would agree that it would follow the, the Nekev and it would be considered like Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara questions this qualification. You think that when it is in fact rooted, when we see a root growing from the Atzitz Nakuv, winding down to the ground and implanting it to the ground, you think there's no machlokas over there? I'll show you one. Says the Gemara, V'hatnan. Shtei ginos zual gavzu v'yerak ben taim. If you could imagine, there's a huge landscape and there's a plateau. The lower plateau is your garden. And then there's just earth that goes straight up. And then there's a second higher plateau. And that's my garden. And in the wall is some vegetation that's growing out. Who owns that? So says the Gemara, this is a machlok. Rav Meir Omer Shel Elyon, the Yerek Bain Taim, the Yerek that's growing on that wall, uh, belongs to the person who owns the upper plateau. And Rabbi Huda Omer Shel Tachton, that it belongs to the lower plateau. So there it seems to be that we do have a machlokas about where something is rooted versus upper versus lower, similar to the Atzitz Nakub and, uh, and to the ground as we saw earlier. Yet we wanted to say over there that there was no machlokas by Shrashim, yet here we see that there is. Says the Gemara, it's different over there. Over there, it's not our machlokas. The Gemara says a third of the way down, Hasam Kiddikotani Taima, we have a brysa, we have a, spe- a specific answer that's expressed in the Tanaim about this topic. Amar of Meir, Maim Yirtse Elyon Litolas Afaro Ein Kan Yerek. That if the person who owned the upper plateau decided to dig up his whole upper plateau until it's level with the lower plateau, what would happen to the vegetation and the sidewall? Gone. So that seems to be that because the person on the upper plateau has the right to dig out and lower his plateau to the ground, it must therefore be that the Yerek Benatayim, that the vegetation that's growing out of the sidewall must belong to the person on the upper plateau. And therefore, 
Ein kan yerek. However, Amar of Yehuda, no, I could argue the other way. Let's say that I wanted to raise the lower plateau. I get truckload after truckload of dirt, and I raise the floor of my lower plateau to meet your upper plateau. What happens to the vegetation in the sidewall? Gets covered by the trucks, gets covered by all the dirt. So therefore, Ein kan yerek. So there... There, the machlokas is not really related to our Shiloh, Ashrush, of Atzitzai. That's not the same machlokas. There, we're talking about ownership. It's not the same thing. So the Gemara then tries to ask again from another source, Ve'akati, but still, I have the same question. Would you say that Rav and Abaye are not arguing in a case where there is plants that have rooted already? Ve'atanya, the Brisa says, Elon, if you have a tree, Part of the tree is inside the borders of Eretz Yisrael, and part of the trees are in outside of the borders of Eretz Yisrael. So the halacha is tevel v'chulin me'uravin zevo zedivir rebi. Part of the tree is tevel, part of the tree is chulin. Part of the tree is forbidden foods, part of the tree is permissible foods, and it's all me'urav. We don't know where where each fruit got its nourishment from. It's all going to be problematic. Rashbag omer hagadol b'chiyuv chayav hagadol b'pater pater. It depends where it grows. So there we see that there's a bidashush, we see that things are rooted and we still see a machlokas. Why wouldn't we say that if it's at least partially rooted in Eretz Yisrael, why wouldn't we say that it all belongs to Eretz Yisrael? That's what we assumed and presumed by the case of the Atzit Naku, where there was a root growing from there to the ground. So the Gemara says, my time, uh, excuse me, the Gemara says, my love, isn't it the case that mixas nofo ba'aretz and mixas nofo ba'chutzlaretz? Isn't it the case that part of the tree, the branches are hanging over into Eretz Yisrael and part are not? And really, its roots are in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, Kasha and Argamara, because Argamara wanted to say that there was no machlokas Abaye and Rava, Ashrush, yet seemingly over here we do have a machlokas, says the Gemara, no, lo. Miktas Russian ba'aretu miktas Russian b'chutzlars. Actually, the tree is planted perfectly on the borderline. Perfectly. And let's say that there was a nice orange dotted line to delineate. We have Chutzla Arts to the right, we have Eretz Yisrael to the left, and the tree is planted literally with the line running right up to the middle of the tree. So there, um, how do we understand this machlokas? Why is it that there's a machlokas about what should happen with this tree? So says the Gemara. What is the reason why Rashbag, where he says that whatever is going to be chayv and meiser will be chayv and whatever will be pater will be pater? Because he says, The Rishonim here explained that we're talking about a very clear um, rock formation that's splitting the tree underneath. So therefore, the roots on the Eretz Yisrael side are all Eretz Yisrael side, and there's a clear line in the middle. And then there's roots that are on the Chutzlar side. So all the trees, that all the fruits that grow on the left side are Eretz Yisrael fruits, and therefore they're Chayv and Meiser. And everything that grows on the right side on the Chutzlar side is Pater from Meiser. And my time at the Rebbe, why is it that Rebbe says, sorry, this doesn't work. Everything is both Tevel and or Chulin, and we don't know which one, says the Gemara. Because even though it's true that there may be a rock that separates the roots under the ground, but Lemaisa the Hadri Arve, but now the roots come back up above ground and there's one trunk of the tree. How do you know where the nutrients went to? How do you know what, what came from what? So it's a whole Mishka Babel of Tevel and Chulin. It's very confusing. And really the discussion is, is do we assume that the tree comes back together as one if the roots are split? Or do we say, no, if the roots are split, then really conceptually, even the tree is split. This is an abstract idea to think about because of course the tree is still one. We're not, sometimes you see trees that have different limbs, right? There's, some, there's a tree on, on this block that has 
you know, multiple trees growing out. That's different. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a tree whose roots were split over the orange line, half in Chutzlar, then the tree gets back together in one trunk, and then it branches out into fruits. So there's a machlokas there if we say that they combine or don't combine. That brings us to the two dots, three-fourths of the way down. Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra Omer, Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra told us that in regards to certain kinds of paper that can be erased or parchment that is unfinished, he said you're not allowed to use that for a get. Omer of Chiyabar Asi, Mishmei Gimel Orosein. There are three types of leather, and maybe more accurately, there are three stages of preparation of leather. Matzah, Chipa, Vidiftera. Let's go through each of them. Matzah is kemashmo. Matzah is very basic, just like matzah, the cracker, which is delo meleach, velo kamiach, velo afitz. The parchment is not salted, which was one of the parts of treatment of parchment. And udelo kamiach, there was no flour, which was not a way to treat the flour, uh, the parchment. And velo afitz, they hadn't treated it with this gallnut juice that prevents it from being erased. And lemai hilchasa, why is it that we need to delineate this level of lack of preparation of parchment? Because, says the Gemara Lehotzah Shabbos, if you grab parchment on Shabbos and you carry it from a Rishus HaRabim to Rishus HaYachid or Dalad Amos Rishus HaRabim, what will you be chayav on for carrying? Well, it depends on what level of production the paper is in. If it's matzah, then It's uh, just to cover up a tiny little weight. What does this mean? A quarter of a quarter of a measure in Pumpadisa, that's an eighth, a very small unit of measure. And the parchment that could cover that that would be what you're chayav on if you were to carry it out on Shabbos. So we need to know, says the Gemara, we need to know each level of development and processing for the parchment to know what one would be chayav for if they were to carry it outside on, on Shabbos. What about chipa? Very similar, but not quite as basic. It's salted, but it wasn't yet given flour. And certainly velo afitz, it didn't have the gallnut juice treatment. We learned about this in an earlier Masech, about making a kamiya where they would write certain incantations and they put it in some kind of necklace. Fine. So then if you carried a piece of paper that was chipa and you carried that out on Shabbos, then you'd be chayev. But if you carried a chipa out in the size of the of the matzah shear, if it was chipa parchment and matzah shear, then you're not chayev. We need, we need to know exactly what we're talking about with parchment. So, I mean, in general, halacha is very nuanced. This is a nuanced Sheba nuance. We're not just talking about carrying parchment. We're saying, wait, it depends. How, how processed is it? And that was stage two. Um, and let's talk about uh, stage three, diftera. Diftera is closed, but not still still not all the way. It's been salted and, it's, and it has been treated with flour. But below afitz, it still hasn't had the treatment of the gallnut juice, which means that it's still forgeable. And the Mahilcha said to Shabbos in regards to the Isra of carrying on Shabbos, that means that if you can write on it, why is that? Because not not this chunk of Gemara in the name of Rabbi Ben Maser. Rabbi Ben Maser says the Difteraz Aser, but the Chachamim argue and say the Difteraz Mutter. So this piece of Gemara is actually. I know it's quoted under the, the two dots of Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, but it's actually not Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra. He asers writing a get on Diftera, meaning according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, you would not be chayev for carrying Diftera in this shear because you can't use Diftera for this. Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra says that Diftera is not eligible to be used for a get. Ashenke and the Chachamim say that we do allow Diftera. We're going to discuss why that's true now, but that is what the Gemara means when it's when it delineates and parses out these various forms of production of parchment. And two lines from the bottom, going to the bottom line on Chavbeis Maral, the Gemara says, "V'Chachamim Machshirim." 
who are the Chachamim who allow the writing on Diftera. This isn't so confusing, but you just need to listen for the next five seconds so you don't get confused. Man Chachamim, Amar Rebbe Lazar, the Amora, it's Rebbe Lazar he. <laughs> you just got to remember, there's Rebbe Lazar ben Pidas, who's the Amora, and Rebbe Lazar ben Shamua, who is the Tana. So Rebbe Lazar, the Amora says, who are the Chachamim who say you're allowed to write a get on Diftera? It's Rebbe Lazar, the Tana. Amri, He's of the opinion that the Mesira counts. I don't care what you write on. When the Edi Mesira are going to give it over, then they'll make sure to, that it wasn't forged. They'll make sure that all the names are right, that all the cities are written correctly, and then they'll move forward. And as well, in a similar theme, When is it true that he would allow the use of diftera of this mostly processed paper, but not fully processed, that it hasn't been given the gallnut treatment, the gallnut juice treatment? He only allows this to be done if it's le'altar. If it's not done immediately, and even if you wanted to do it over the next 10 days, it doesn't count low. That perhaps there was a tanai that was written in the get, and between the time that it was written and the time that it was given over, maybe it was mezuyaf, maybe it was forged. The Rav Yochanan argues on uh, Rebbe Lazar the Amora. Rav Yochanan Amar Afidu Mikanat Asarayamim. No problem at all. We do trust the giving over of the get, even if it's written on Diftera, even beyond the first day up to day ten. The Misa Dahava Beitana. Had it been that there was a Tnai in the get, because the Tnai is abnormal, then the people who read it over are midkare dekire. If you read something and it's like every other document, there's nothing stand out you're never going to remember it. But if you are a person who's asked to read a get, and there's a weird tnai in there, like let's take the tnai we learned yesterday, that you don't go to your father's house for 30 days, is that's a kosher get. It's also a super weird tnai. So you're going to remember that within the next 10 days. Rabbi Yochanan's not concerned. He says, Rabbi Eliezer, the Rabbi Elazar, the Rabbi Elazar, the Tana doesn't allow for diftera, ela begitin. He only allows us to use this lower quality forgeable paper when we're talking about a get. Aval, But when it comes to other documents, ones for which you're trying to collect, let's say, collect money, anything other than a get, even seemingly from the Gemara, Ashtar Shechra for an Eved, there he would not allow the use of Diftera, and we would only allow to allow we would only be allowed to use non-forgeable paper that's been treated with the Galna truce. Why? Why is it that by Sharshtaros he's Makbid? Why would Rabbi Yalaz or the, the uh, Tana be careful here? It has to be the type of document that's Yamim Rabim. It has to last for a long time. And the Diftera is easy to forge and therefore doesn't last for a long time. So we only have our Kula in regards to Gitin, but we don't have it for anything else. And Rashi here, uh, two-thirds of the way down, says, Because here we're not talking about money changing hands. We're just trying to be matir get. We're just trying to get her out of this marriage. I would have, I actually would have thought that Rashi was going to say, Mishumiguna, Kilu Barabana, but that doesn't seem to be the Lambdus. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan argues and says, No, you can use Deftera even by Ashtar. Says the Gemara, wait one second. What do you do with the Pasuk that Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Elazar was using to say that it doesn't work by Shashtaros? Rabbi Elazar wanted to say that by Shashtaros, you're not allowed to use Diftera because the Pasuk says it has to be Yamdu Yamim Rabim. It has to last a long time. So Rabbi Yochanan, what would you say? It's just giving you a good piece of advice, but it's not halachic. 
very, very difficult. So you have a Pasuk that one person learns to be Ladina, that it's really technically the Din, and another person looks at the Pasuk and they're like, it's a Tova. It's just Eitz Tova. Very difficult to understand how the different Tanaim and Amoraim were able to look at a Pasuk and know when that Pasuk was Chiyuv de Rabbanan, as an Asmachta, when it was a Chiyuv de Raisa, as a classical Drasha, and something like this, when it's in a Minhag, or even here when it's just an Eitz Tova and has a no halachic bearing at all. Very, very unique. I don't think we see this so commonly in the Gemara, where the Machlokas is not Del Raisa versus de Rabbanan, but it's a Machlokas of Li'i Kuva and Eitz Tova. I don't think we've ever seen that. Anyone have any recollection of seeing a Pusik that's been so boldly uh, treated oppositely? I've never seen it. David, no? I don't know what's going on in Erev Mulan Tess. In what Masechta? Erev Mulan Tess, which is the seal for the words Eitz It doesn't mean it's yeah. a Pusik. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, it's not simple. Okay, not time for this anyways. The next mission of five lines from the bottom on Chav Beis and Beis, we're going to be heading to the next mission, which is two-thirds of the way down. Don't worry. It's a fast-moving, easy, uh, relatively easy Gemara. HaKol Ksher and Lichtov Esaget. Anyone's allowed to be the author of a get. Afilu Reshot No problem at all. And as well, the Gemara says, that a woman can write her own get and a man can write his own receipt. Because the only thing that actually brings about the result on the documentation is the signatures and therefore seemingly we don't care who writes the get says the Gemara wait one second the people in the beginning of our Mishnah who we said are kosher to write a get is a cheresh shota and a katan I can't believe this just happened today I tried to hire someone she was a chereshes I've never heard that she couldn't speak couldn't hear couldn't nothing I've, I've, I've never met anyone like that and I asked uh, to schedule a Zoom. It was a very awkward texting dialogue <laughs> because she wrote back, Loshon, please, she, she wrote back, I'm deaf and I'm dumb. This is what she wrote back to me in the text message, which is very uncomfortable when you're on the receiving yeah. end of that. And I didn't know if that was like medical term. I can't imagine if we change the name of the Cleveland Indians, we have to change the name of deaf and dumb. Like it's too <laughs> severe. So I wrote back very kindly, Deaf, I understand. Dumb, I've seen your accomplishments. I'm not, I didn't know what to do. I was like, so uncomfortable. And she was like, thank you. I don't know. It was like so awkward. I don't know. So I met a Cheresh today. Anyways, the Gemara says that a Cheresh counts. Asks the Gemara, how could they be a Cheresh? They have no Das. <laughs> That's the most classical ABCs thing in Shas, that a Cheresh showed the Bikat and I have no Das. Says the Gemara, don't worry. Amar of Huna, Tap of Chavgem, Alamar Aleph, Uhushahe, Gadol, Omed al Gaba. Don't worry, you have someone who is not a cheresh shota, but katan, standing over the cheresh shota or katan, making sure that they do everything correctly. Okay, this is unique. If you look in Rashi, Rashi brings the subtext of what's going on here. Rashi says, top of the page, he says, He says, you need to write this lishma for person X. You're standing over a cheresh shota, but katan, telling them that this needs to be done lishma. Okay, let's continue. If it's true that a cherashot of a katan are trustworthy as long as a gadol is omed al gabav, then oved kochav and v'israel omed al gabav, hachanami de kosher. Perhaps we should entertain the possibility that a goy could also write a get, and we'll just do the same thing. We'll have a yisrael omed al gabav and say, listen, shegetz, just remember that this get is for person X. Says the Gemara, and if you want to say that this Havamina is real, it's not. Because 
And says the Gemara, what's the concern? He can't be trained to do anything lishma. He's going to have his own motives, and they are not going to be the motives that the Israel tells him. And then, much as it is the case that Rav Nachman presented this shita, we now see a 180 degrees flip. Hadar Amar Rav Nachman, Lav Mil Amri. That which I just said, that an Akum is not allowed to write a get, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That which we know that an Ove Kochavim is not allowed to do, Hava is not allowed to bring a get. He's not allowed to be a Shliach. What do we infer from there? Mechlal Ksiva Kosher. Rav Nachman makes a wild diuk from the fact that you can't use a shliach, a goy for a shliach, that you therefore can use a goy to write the star of the get. That's a crazy inference. The Gemara throws the bray so that we would expect the Gemara to throw. What happened to the Gemara three lines ago? Fatanya Ove Kochav and Pasel says the Gemara. Ha he, when do we say that an Obed Kochavim is puzzle to write a get? That's Rabbi Elazar he da'amre edem esirakar to vuinen ksivalishma. The only reason why anyone would ever say that an Akum is not allowed to write a get is if you hold like Rabbi Eliezer, who holds of Edim Esirakarti, and therefore the get has to be written Lishma. And for sure, the Goy can't do it Lishma. But if you hold like Rav Meir of Ede Chasimakarti, we don't even care if the get is Lishma, and even a Goy could write a get, which is a huge Chiddush. Huge Chiddush. Omer Rav Nachman, and I can prove it to you, he says, Haya Rav Meir, Haya Omer, Haya Rav Meir, Afilu Mitzah Obe Ashba, Chasma Benasna Lakasha, Rav Meir, who remember holds Ede Chasimakarti, he says that if we find a get in the garbage and it has the husband's name that we need and the wife's name that we need and the city of the wife and the city of the husband, all the information is there, it's mamish. Perfect, but for the wrong couple. It was written for couple A. I found it in the garbage. They repaired their marriage. A couple across the street is the same exact names. So then the Gemara says, in the name of Rav Meir, that works perfectly. Why? Because there's a machlokas, Rav Lazar and Rav Meir, in regards to whether we say, Ede Chasim Akarti, Ede Mesir Akarti. If you say, Ede Mesir Akarti, that's why we don't trust the Goyim. Because if you say, Ede Mesir Akarti, then not only is Ede Mesir Akarti, but then the get has to be written Lishma. But according to Rav Meir, well, Ede Chasim Akarti, we don't care if the get is written Lishma. You can even rely on a Goy. Unbelievable. That's what that's what Rav Nachman holds. The Gemara asks a question. Wait one second. How in the world can you say that? How can you say that a guy can write again? You want to tell me who are getting with it? I understand you can teach them to do lishma. No problem. But a guy, how does that even work? Well, the pasuk says and the drasha is lishma. My love, ksivas haget. Doesn't that mean that the Ksiva Seget has to be Lishma? So says the Gemara, no, no. Chasimah's Edim. Only the Chasima has to be Lishma, but not the writing of the Get. Another question. Back to Rav Nachman. Any get that get that's not written for a specific woman, it's puzzle. Namely, it has to be Lishma. Says the Gemara, Ema, you're right, we should change the language. It's not that it should be Nechtav, that it should be written for a woman. We should change the text of the Brisa, that it should be that it's signed Lishma. But another question, third of the way down, when it's written, it needs to be as though it's written lishma. My love, doesn't this mean that that when he writes the Iker part of the get lishma, namely the names in the cities, if he writes that lishma, we assume that the tofes, the entire rest of the document is lishma, says the Gemara. No, that's not the inference, and we don't need to have a, a get that's written lishma. Lo, what it means is that when he signs it lishma, 
It's as if it were to have been written lishma, and by the chasimas are all that matters. Or you could look back at all three of the of the questions that we just asked from Rabbah to Rav Nachman, and we could answer in one fell swoop: Hani, Hani Masnis, and Money. Who are all of these brayselves like? They're like Rav Lazar. He Ricarti, but we hold like Rav Meir. So therefore, Rav Nachman is able to stand strong and hold his shita that a goy is able to write the star of a get. As long as the chasima was done properly, a goy can write a get. And says the Gemara, This is only true if part of the get is left over, the ikr part of the get is left over and written properly. Fine. Then the Gemara says, none of this is correct. Rabbi Zerika Amar of Yochanan, Rabbi Zerika says in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Eina Torah which is a little bit of an insult after somebody gives a psak halacha. This means I don't hold of you. And says the Gemara, my ain't Torah. Says the Gemara, what does this mean, ain't Torah? Amar Rabbi Abba, kan hodiacha she'ein koach lishma v'rav meir hi te'omar edi chasima karti. The Gemara seems to drop the gavel and seems to say that we do not hold ain't Torah, the shita that says that we need lishma. And it says that we hold that Ede Chasima Karti, we hold like Rav Meir. A get does not need to be written Lishma. Only the Chasimas need to be written Lishma. And even a Goy could sign, could write the star itself. Elsewhere we saw the Rav Yochanan held like Rav Lazar. How can you say one line ago that Rav Yochanan is in the camp of Rav Meir? Hooray, elsewhere we saw that Rav Yochanan holds like Rav Lazar. So somebody wasn't paying attention in Shir of Rav Yochanan. This is a huge machlokas of Eide Mesir Karti versus Eide Chasim Karti. And look what the Gemara concludes. The Talmidim, were unclear as to what Rav Yochanan held. And I find that shocking. How can it be for such a provocative and powerful machlokas with huge nafkaminas in halacha? They don't, I understand you don't understand what one din was, but when you're saying this huge world of Eidi Masira Karti versus Eidi Chasima Karti with, with huge nafkaminas, nafkaminas of well, can, can part of the get be written on a leaf and then be mechubar and then be detached? Can it be written by a goy? All of these things are unclear in the world of Rav Yochanan because it is, um, it is Talmidim who don't know the difference. I'm writing who believe it to Rav Yochanan. We'll stop right here. Tomorrow night we'll pick up at the Mishnah two thirds of the way down on Chav Kimel Wishing you all a beautiful night.